Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one of So You Want to Be a Copywriter. My name's Valerie Koo, and I'm here with the woman who is going to be the host of this show. And I know this show is going to be an amazing and informative and inspiring podcast because this woman is someone who I've known for years and who is an extraordinary copywriter, a keynote speaker, an author, a trainer, a I'm sure she's a whole lot of other fabulous things, but um, let me introduce you to Bernadette Schwert. How are you, Bernadette? Hello, Valerie. I could not be better. Thank you for that lovely introduction. <laughs> I'm very excited about this podcast. And for listeners, I wanted to introduce you to Bernadette because chances are you may have discovered this podcast from one of our sister podcasts, like So You Want to Be a Writer, uh, which focuses more on writing fiction and novels and short stories, or maybe you're in the community of the Australian Writer Centre or um, on Bernadette's community as well. So even though I host So You Want to Be a Writer, we've had so many requests from people who just wanted to get more into the nitty gritty of copywriting itself because it's just booming right now. And Copywriting has really specific skills that are quite different to other kinds of writing. So Bernadette and I knew that we had to create a podcast dedicated just to the wonderful world of copywriting. But the thing is, as I said, I've known Bernadette for many years and I learned something from her about copywriting every time I talk to her. Um, And even though I've had decades of experience in feature writing for publications and content writing, copywriting has very specific requirements. And so the reason I'm, you know, in this episode to is to introduce you to Bernadette, to the wisdom of Bernadette, but also to help you get to know her a little better. And hopefully in this first episode to ask her the kinds of questions you might want to ask her if you'd like to find out more about how to be a successful copywriter. So there's so many questions, Bernadette. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready to rock and roll, Valerie. <laughs> Well, first of all, I'm just so excited that you are going to be doing this podcast. I know you've got heaps of fantastic guests lined up and you are just a font of all things copywriting. So before we go into a little bit more about you, what can people expect from this podcast? Well, the thing with copywriting, and you touched on it very nicely there, Valerie, is it is quite a niche topic. You know, if you think about marketing, it's really broad. Within mm. that, there's advertising, really broad. And within that, there's copywriting. And so it underpins all those elements of marketing, but it's a very specific skill set. So we felt that it was really worthwhile having a a dedicated podcast of this topic because there's so much to cover. And, you know, it's not just about advertising. That's something I'd really like to communicate, that Mm. copywriting is is a mindset and it's a way of thinking. And it's actually a leadership skill. You know, because if you think about all the things that you want to have happen with your colleagues, you know, your clients, even your family and your friends, it's about influence. And when you can think like a copywriter and you start to position things in a way that makes people want to do that, that's the ultimate in leadership. There's so much to unpack here, but before we get into all of that, can you give us just a little bit of a a bit of your background so that listeners can know where you've come from? Sure. Well, my background's with a business uh, degree in marketing, and then I worked in banking, and then I worked in the United States in advertising agencies, came to Sydney, worked in Young and Rubicum, uh, a big advertising agency, and I started off as an account director, and that's what we call a suit or a skirt, you know, think Mad Men, <laughs> think, think, you know, that lovely John Hamm character, but not quite like John, and um, 
And then I jumped the fence, you know, into copywriting because I could see that they were having a lot more fun than I was because I was doing budgets and strategy and presentations and it was really stressful. And I thought, how can these guys just sit down the pub all day and talk and sit in the park and, you know, drive around? This looks like a really good lifestyle. So I, I had a bit of a chat with a few people. But what was interesting was there was real walls at that time. You didn't just jump across from account service to copy yeah. or to the creative department. So I actually had to step out of the agency to find my path. And then I came back to the agency and became back as a freelance copywriter. So for me, it was about belief. And there was this uh, moment where I, I discovered that you have to give yourself the belief that you are the copywriter or even just writer because there's no one around going, I now anoint you a writer. You have to give yourself that moniker. So for me, it was about talking to an, an, an agency guy that I knew who ran a small agency. And I said, John, I really want to be a copywriter, but I don't feel I, I'm, I can. I'm a fraud. I'm an imposter. I haven't trained for this. And he goes, Bernie, do you write reports? Do you write briefs? Do you, did you write essays at school, at uni? I could, yeah. He goes, you are a writer. He said, just do it, you know. So that was the moment when he said, I now anoint you a writer. And from then I decided, well, if I don't tell anybody my fears, if I just say I'm a copywriter, let's see what happens. And nobody questioned it. They said, yeah, that's right. Fine. Here's a job. So that was my moment of belief that you don't have to wait for someone to give you permission to be a writer. You can become a writer just by going out and doing it. And you've been a copywriter for many, many, many years. Now, what kinds of copy have you written? <laughs> well, I've written everything from little one-liners in a postcard. And I actually think small is really hard, by the way. Short yeah. is difficult. Um, right through to 80,000 word books. Recently, wow. you know, just launched um, uh, as a ghostwriter for a, um, a very prominent entrepreneur. So everything in between, you know, billboards and TV commercials and radio and packaging and blogs, emailers, web copy, videos. But you're writing copy all the time, you know, even a script like this to some degree, even though it's unscripted, there's some thinking around that, you know, mm. there's some structure around how do you communicate your position. Phone calls is copywriting, you know, um, a presentation is copywriting. Uh, the, the, the cover of a book, the, the title you give it, the email subject line is copywriting. Mm. So everything we do is, is text or spoken and therefore you can apply the copywriting principles to that. Now, Bernadette is not only a great copywriter and a very experienced copywriter, she also trains copywriters and she uh, is the tutor for and, and presenter for several courses at the Australian Writers' Centre. And I know that many of the graduates of those courses have become copywriters. It's great to see their path. But what I'm also noticing, because I've been really observing this world, especially in the last uh, two or three years, is that there has been a real increase in demand for for copywriters it's like it's like suddenly everyone wanted a copywriter why is that <laughs> it's absolutely exploding Valerie and there's a number of reasons firstly we've all gone online you know and the only way to source online content is to read it and therefore you are taking in copy so everything written on a website a social media you know, platform, uh, a video that you listen to and watch is scripted. So there's copy galore and we there's so much um, competition. If you think about Google, you know, those 10 results that you see on your, your desktop, that's your competition. And if that copy is not written well, and that's all written by the client, by the way, all those titles, um, you're, in, you're in trouble. So companies now realise that the essence of good marketing and good salesmanship and building the funnel and, you know, getting those touch points out there is copy. 
And without good copy, a business will fail. There's no two ways about that. So how would you, I know you say that everything's copywriting, but how would you define a copywriter? Well, I think we could define a copywriter and we can define, you know, what copywriting is, but defining a copywriter as an occupation, their task is to work with a client, to take a brief, to help the client understand exactly what they want to do. And mostly clients don't. So the, the, the job of a copywriter is to be a consultant and a coach and a collaborator, and then to identify what needs to be done to take the brief, write the copy, present it back to the client. And then the client will go off and maybe, you know, get a graphic designer or whoever to help them make that come to life. But sometimes the copywriter can work with art directors, graphic designers, and they can actually really take control of that process and that project. So it depends on what the copywriter wants to do. Like a lot of the copywriters we've trained through the Australian Writers' Centre, they're mums, they work from home, they've got a couple of kids, uh, you know, work part-time, or maybe work full-time and want to be home more, and they only want to do the copy. And that's absolutely fine. That's all you need to do. And you just either give it back to the client or you bring in your own graphic designer and let them take over. But the um, the, the concept of the copywriter is just the person who writes the content. Mm. So when you, I know that some people who are thinking of the world of copywriting, they kind of are interested and they go, oh, yeah, I could write a brochure. But, they, but copywriting is so broad it can incorporate ads it can incorporate as you say one-liners do you think that um you as a copywriter you need to develop a really wide skill set so that you can cover all of those things whether it's an annual report whether it's a one-liner whether it's a little ad whether it's a brochure whether it's a business card you know what I mean all Mm. of those things I think there's the way I see it there's two pots there's conceptual and there's kind of direct response Uh, conceptual being the big branded stuff that you see on TV, the billboards, you know, lovely high budget stuff. And then, and that's really the the domain of the advertising agency. And then you've got this like vast, you know, pot of 80% of the work out there and it's small businesses, you know, it's the local gymnasium, it's the accountant, it's the business coach, it's the um, the cafe down the road, it's the IT uh, solutions provider. They all, and that's just B to C, not to mention B to B, you know, business to business. So they all need copy. They can't afford an ad agency. They have never written copy. They haven't been trained. And a lot of people think, well, they could probably pick it up. And you could, but it's going to take a long time to get it right. And what people don't understand because it's the secret occupation is that there's actually an art to it and there's a process and there's a template. And if you just know a couple of those things, you are going to fast track your ability to write copy so quickly. Mm. So you're saying that 80% of the work out there are the small businesses and those sorts of organisations who really need copy and there's lots of them. Is that where you're seeing the explosion? Is that where the vast majority of uh, copywriters are getting their gigs? I would say so. You know, if you look at Australia, the small businesses make up, I don't know the percentage, but it's high. It's 80 to 90% Mm. of small businesses make up the Australian economy. And they are those organisations who really need to market themselves. They don't have a lot of money. Um, the big, you know, the McDonald's, the Toyotas, the Nikes of the world, no stress. You know, they've got the best agencies in the, in the world. Mm. But it's the smaller operators who are the accountants, the bakers, the IT people who've never trained in marketing. And yet now they suddenly have to realise, wow, we need a marketing department. We can't just do what we do and be good at it. We need to tell people we're good at it. And mm. that's a whole different skill set. 
And so for people who are thinking they want to do more copywriting or they want to break into the world of copywriting, I know that a lot of people think, well, I don't, uh, I have a, you know, accounting degree or I have a, I don't have a background in copywriting. Can you um, learn to be a copywriter? Absolutely. You know, I would say if you have an occupation from the past, that's a real asset. You know, if you've been a lawyer, an accountant, you know, a nutritionist, a masseuse, whatever it might be, it means you've got a really deep knowledge of that industry. And that is gold, you know, because what I say to my copywriters is start with what you know, that, you know, even though you might want to write for fashion or sport or entertainment, something glamorous, start with what you know, get your experience, get your runs on the board, get your contacts, your portfolio, then branch out into those areas that you don't have any experience in. But, you know, if you're an accountant or a lawyer and you run a business and you see someone who's a copywriter with that background like you, of Mm. course, you're going to have rapport. You're going to have a shortcut. You're going to have a language that no one else understands. And so why wouldn't you pick the copywriter with that kind of background? I know I would. So, Mm. you know, if you even start from that level of what do I already do? What do I already like and and I'm good at? Start with that industry because they're all industries. Every, Mm. Every industry has its supply chain. So let's say I am an accountant and I want to transition into a career in copywriting. You're saying start off doing copywriting for accountants. Makes perfect sense, right? But a lot of people in that position just don't understand that concept intellectually, but don't know where to start. They don't know what do I do next? What would you you suggest? And some people say, I've been an accountant for 20 years and I don't want to do any more accounting. You know, they can't (laughs) wait to get out of it. So I I completely get that. Um, But what I'd say to people, if they're already in a role and they're thinking about being a copywriter, don't just toss the baby out with the bathwater and just leave and then try and cobble a copywriting career together in a a week. You know, it it is a bit of a slow burn and it's, it's done best that way because writing from a position of fear um, is not good. You know, you, you can't, if you're worried about the money and you've got to get a job, you'll take things and you'll do things you don't really want to do. So I say to my students, stick with what you're doing. Maybe it's say you five days a week, come down to three days a week, potentially use the two days if you can afford it to build your business. But even while you're in the five days, build your website, build your database, go and get some um, networking at nighttime on weekends. You, know, you can do a great deal while you're working full-time just while you've got that side hustle mentality. And then even within the organisation, you can say to the, the, the owner, the marketing director, you know, this website could do a, a bit of an overhaul. I'm a copywriter on the side. Would you like me to have a go? We need some blogs. We need some social media content. I, I think it's mm. a rare owner who's going to say, you know what, we're done. We're good with copy. You know, we're good with content. No one's good with content. You know, it's the hungry beast. So I think to actually work within the pe- with the people you know, who know you, and without them thinking that you're distracted or you're taking up time when you should be doing something else, I think it can be a real um, asset to an organisation if you add that component to what you're offering. Mm. When you're first starting out, you may kind of have, be fairly... Uh, you might lack confidence in in tackling all of the above and also writing is a kind of isolating concept and if you're relying on a client who also doesn't know how to write copy how do you know that you're headed in the right direction 
<laughs> well, when you're starting out, you don't. And, and that's just the reality of starting a new career. And I, I did this TED talk called How to Bumble Your Way to Success. And, and people said to me, do you really want to be seen as a bumbler, you know, on the world stage on a TED talk? I said, well, you know what? I feel so strongly about this because it is part of the creative process in the early stages, I should add, not the whole process, but in the early stages of any act of creativity, be it learning a language, the piano, copywriting, art, um, you, you're going to bumble. And if you give yourself permission to not know what you're doing, to say this is really messy and it's chaotic and it's a little bit unpleasant, then you know that's part of the journey. You don't judge yourself and you don't give yourself a hard time saying, I'm so dumb, why can't I get this? Everyone's doing it but me. You suspend that to say, you know what, this is part of the journey. And in fact, it's the not knowing, it's all sort of coagulating under the surface to a point where you go, you know what, I'm ready to go and you make decisions. And there's my favourite word in copywriting and it's called decide. And what it means is to cut off, you know, that's the mm. true root of that word is to cut off all options and say, we're going down this pathway. It's like painting. You know, we're going with blue. I could go mm. with green and red. I'm going with blue. And it's the same with copy. And it's not the best copywriters. It's those who complete it to say, yes. you know, what? I got 500 words. I'm done. I'm finished. I'm sending. It's not perfect. But you know what? It's better than what the client could do. And it's mm. better than what a lot of people could do. And most people would never finish it in the first place. So they never send it out. So mm. I believe, you know, I'm not going to swear because I don't swear, but Ernest Hemingway said the um, first draft of everything is, is shite, basically. <laughs> and I really love that because if he's thinking that when, and also I think Reid Hoffman said, if you're happy with what you've launched with, you've launched too late. You know, mm. everything's an iterative process and you have to give yourself a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. So in terms of the imposter syndrome, super, super um, common uh, I still yeah. have it, you know. I'll, I'll give you an example. I was offered a, the, the opportunity to write a ghost book, to ghost write a book for an entrepreneur um, about a year ago. And when he emailed me, he said, I'm looking for someone to ghostwrite. My first thought was, well, I couldn't do that. You know, I've never done it before. And my literally first thought was, oh, I'll ring Nick. Nick's really good at this. He's done this before. And then I just sat back for a second. I thought, you know, I've always wanted to write you know, a book, a ghost writing book. And mm -hmm. I thought maybe I should give it a go. So I had to actually take a deep breath and say, you know what, I can do this. And I presented with confidence, even though internally I'm thinking, I've never done this before. I don't even know how to do it, but I reckon I can work it out. Mm -hmm. So to me, you know, you will be presented with these opportunities, be it a 30 word, you know, social media post, never done it, have a crack. Look at what someone else has done. You know, you can learn from what other people are doing. So We'll never get over the imposter. You just have to move through it and do it. Yes, even the most successful people in life have imposter syndrome. So I think it's a matter of accepting it and, and as you say, move through it. But you say that this happened about a year ago where somebody, an uh, uh, entrepreneur, asked you to ghostwrite uh, the book and you thought, oh, no, you know, I can't do it. But Bernadette, you've, you've got, <laughs> you had two other best-selling books before that then. <laughs> no, that's the craziness. Really yeah. No, that was my really, that, genuine response. It came in and because the word ghostwriter was attached to it, it was like, well, that's not my identity. You know, I don't see myself as a ghostwriter, therefore I don't think I can do it. But when you look at it, it's just a long copywriting job. And, in fact, it, mm. when I was writing this content, it really struck me that every paragraph was a piece of copy, the benefit, you know, the headline, uh, the voice, the tone, the sentence length, the... Um, you know, the rhythm of the piece. 
And it struck me, it's just a really long piece of copy. And when I accepted that, I thought, no, I can do this. So it became a very enjoyable task. And I loved working very one-on-one with a client for, you know, six to nine months. Where are the opportunities? Because obviously there are copywriters who are in-house and meaning, you know, they work nine to five for an organisation as a copywriter. But obviously there are also a whole lot of freelance copywriters out there. Where are the opportunities? In which camp? Uh, Well, what I say to my students is there's copywriting everywhere and it could be as simple as you've got to have your antenna up. I'll give you an example. Uh, One of the women I coached recently, she um, went... She, she did the minutes for the school, you know, for her children's school. And so that was sort of story A. But story B was after she'd done some, you know, work with our courses, she went down the street in her local community, went to the clothing shop. And she said to the owner of the clothing shop something about, you know, your website. And the woman said, I really need some help with that. She goes, you know what, I could give you a hand. This other woman walks in and says, are you a copywriter? She goes, yeah. She goes, I could do with that. And this is no joke. I could do with a hand as well. And then when she got home, she had a call from the school um, saying, we really love the way you write the minutes. We like your work, your time. Can you write some copy for the school? In one day, she had three clients. Wow. She had the confidence to actually say, I am a copywriter and not cough afterwards. (laughs) Not cough. Okay. What are some other examples of like that of students, copywriting uh, students who have gone on to make a, a real career out of it? Yeah, look, there was a student who, because one of the things I say is you've got to get your business card. Even mm-hmm. if you don't feel like you're a copywriter, just go spend $20 at vistaprint.com.au, mm-hmm. get your little business card. And I mean, like hard copy, not a virtual business yep. card. And all you put on it is your name your email, your phone number. Don't even wait for the website because that will take a couple of months potentially. And then when you're going out about, anyway, this person goes to the printer. This is, you know, they went into the printer and they gave the card to the printer to to, uh, to print and the printer said, are you a copywriter? <laughs> we could be a copywriter. And there's stories like this galore. And the minute you start really thinking about this and you have it in the back of your mind and you've got your antenna up and you tell people what you're doing, and they, you tell them exactly what a copywriter is because a lot of people don't know that we exist, um, they'll, they'll start to say, you know what, my brother's got this farm, you know, they make wine and they really need some social media content. And this sort of, you know, this thing will grow once people know who you are. I know that one of the things that people struggle with a lot at that, at that point where they're getting their first or second job is wondering what in the world to charge. Mm. <laughs> and that, in a sense, is almost how long is a piece of string because obviously every job is different. Um, and do you recommend that people charge by the hour or by the project, like a flat rate fee per project? Yeah, I think there's there's a couple of ways to charge. There's by the word, by the hour and by the project. And they will all vary. So, for example, if you're doing... A 30-word postcard, you're not going to charge by the word. That would not be, you know, a good use of mm. your time because short is hard. But like I said about this 80,000-word book that I just did, well, I actually charged by the word, mm. and that kind of worked out really well. So it depends on the context. But in general, what I say is it's not even about your experience. It's about how you package it up. Because I've had students who are brilliant writers, Shakespeare, but they don't have a lot of confidence and belief in what they do. Mm. And they really struggle to put some value around that and therefore they don't get paid as much as they should. I've had other students who maybe have a you know background in business or sales and they've kind of got a lot of confidence 
but they're okay writers. They're not fantastic. And they go instantly right into hundreds of dollars per hour, major project fees, and they're, they're sitting pretty. So it's actually not connected to your ability, your portfolio, or how long you've been in the business. It's connected to your belief about what you can offer a client. And I do believe that belief is is critical with copywriters because if you, and this is this is what I truly believe, if you have a business owner in front of you whose business is suffering mm. and it doesn't, you don't do something for them, you don't write some copies, some blogs, some websites, some videos, something to draw the funnel in and to have people come in, that business will die. And then when that business dies, that business owner is stressed, their family is impacted, their kids are impacted, their confidence is shattered. You know, so when we come in as copywriters, we have to believe that what we can do makes a difference. And it does. But if we believe that, then we're not coming in with like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm here, you know, please pick me. It's like, I can help you and I want to help you, you know. So it's a different, it's like I'm not here to sell myself, I'm here to serve. Mm. And that's the the perception I try and give my students, we're here to serve. For most of the people who you who are your students, are they looking to be copywriters part-time and fit in with I don't know, family life or whatever, or are they looking typically for a career change? It's a bit of everything, Valerie. You know, I've got students who don't want to make it their career. They just would like a bit of a creative outlet. They're really curious people. They love variety. They love looking at ads and think, I could do better than that. So they just want to dip that toe in the water just to see if they can do it. I've got other people who've got, you know, been on the career track for a long time, you know, corporate people, and really tired, burnt out, um, stressed by the dynamics in an organisation, the toxic, you know, personalities that can, you know, um, accumulate in those organisations. And they just want out, but they they need money, you know, and they're, they're people who are driven. So they want to try something else. So that's another group. And then there's another a group altogether who may be a bit older, looking to not retire because they're only maybe early 50s, that they want something else. And so they want to travel. They want to work while they're traveling. They want to, you know, have that lovely nomadic lifestyle and go and live in a city for three months and then move on. Yeah. Or, and also just give up the sense of you've got to be somewhere to do it. You can, we all know now, you can go anywhere and work. Yeah. And I think, so there's a couple of sort of demographics within that. Everybody wants different things, but the beauty of it is you can pick and choose what you want from it. If you just want a couple of hundred bucks a week, that's, mm. that's half a job. You know, if you want a thousand, two thousand a week, that's a website. You know, if you want a hundred and fifty thousand plus, that's doable too. There's so much work out there. Mm. And that is the great thing these days is that you can literally be traveling and, you know, continue a freelance copywriting business because you can, everyone can connect via Zoom or whatever it is these days. You just email your copy in. It's so transportable, isn't it? Oh, I, I can't even remember the last time I had a face-to-face meeting with a client. <laughs> I really can't. And I don't want to in some respects. And that's not to be disrespectful. It's just, it's so much more efficient. I can yeah. see them on the screen. They can be anywhere in the world. Um, and by that, just on that, Valerie, sometimes people think, oh, I've got to go to, you know, America. I've got to work with, you know, international clients, have a global career. It's like you can have as much work down the street as you can, you know, anywhere else. In fact, one of my students just recently, he's a bank manager. And um, he works in a small community in, in regional Australia. And when we got talking about you know, his potential, I said, well, you're in a great position because you're in a bank and you're very respected. And he said, oh, yeah, I'm going to join the Chamber of Commerce now because I reckon there's going to be a ton of people in the Chamber of Commerce who need my services. It's like, so he's got both credibility and he's got contacts. So he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's a more of a mature guy. So he's ready to rock and roll. So if you've got an existing um, network, 
it's it's not hard to let people know that this is now what you do. I know. I'm constantly amazed when um, uh, I hear copywriters who are relatively new, all they really need to do is make sure they say that they are copywriters and yeah. <laughs> before long they're actually getting getting yeah. gigs. Well, I think what people need to realise is say it and just watch the reaction. And if people Mm. don't challenge you, which they won't, um, if you say it with conviction, then you think, hey, I got away with that one. Let me do it again. Now, I don't recommend this if you're a pilot, a doctor, or a, (laughs) you know, something that's actually highly qualified. And that's actually an interesting point itself because it's one of the few occupations where it's so egalitarian. It doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been, how old you are, what you look like. Um, You can you're only as good as your last piece. And I love that sense of um, rewarding achievement, you know, not who you know or how long you've been at the organisation and who you're kind of, you know, in cahoots with. It truly is, it's, here's my work, do you like it or not, you know? Mm. And I, I love that fact. And the fact that you can pick it up at any age and you don't have to go to uni for three years. And people often ask, do I need a marketing degree? I say, do not go to a marketing degree. It's the last mm. thing you need. in copy Because they, firstly, they don't teach it. One, mm. I know that because I've been teaching at universities for 20 years and I'm the copywriting sort of sessional teacher who comes in and they go, how come we're not learning this at uni in a three-year yes. business degree? I said, I do not know. I do not know why they don't teach that. Um, so, you know, you don't need to go and get a university qualification to be a copywriter. In fact, the best thing, get started. Write mm. your own copy, you know. Um, I was talking to Gabby Leverich, then I was just referring to who's um, the book I wrote. He's the founder of... Um, co-founder of Catch of the Day and Scoop on a Minulog. And I was talking to him and he said that um, his his copywriting, you know, the, the person he chose as a copywriter, she was not that experienced, but when she applied for the job, uh, she actually rewrote the Catch page. So <laughs> even though she didn't have a big portfolio, she went and did it just off her own bat, submitted mm. it, she got the job. So you can write without having a client. Yes, so true. Now, for you personally, in terms of what you find rewarding about the actual craft of copywriting, forget about the fact that, you know, it gives you a great lifestyle, um, you know, and flexibility, and it gives you financial reward. The actual craft of copywriting itself, what do you, what floats your boat in, oh, in, out of really that? That's a really lovely question. Um, you know what it is? It's about manifestation. You know, if I have an idea of something, mm. I can go, okay, I'm going to take that idea. I'm not going to commit it to the page in a structured, orderly way that I think is influential. I'm going to create a flyer. I can do that on a Word document. And then I put it out to the world, either social media and email. So a reasonably fast process and cost-effective. And before you know it, I've got a business. You know, I've, I've sold maybe, you know, an artwork or I've got some enrolments in a footy, you know, dinner. You know, it's, it's about the manifestation of... Mm-hmm ideas and if you just don't have the ability to commit them to the page they just disappear but if you've got that ability to say you know what that idea I'm going to commit to the page I'm going to write it it's real and it's the tangibility of copy that I love and that's how brands you know products are built if someone has an idea and they put it on the page and until that is committed to the page it is an idea Mm. yeah um, now, apart from that, we've, we've spoken about people who are interested in potentially changing careers to copywriters or doing it on the side, but not everyone necessarily wants to be a copywriter, but they kind of know that it's a skill that might be useful to them, but they don't want to be one. 
who who would this um who would benefit from learning about copywriting even if they don't necessarily want to become a copywriter mm. well i was at a course a little while ago and there was a guy in there who was the head of a big organization that makes coffee and I said, why are you here? And he said, well, I don't actually want to be a copywriter, in particular mm. SEO copywriting, search engine optimization copywriter, but I want to know enough to hold my writers accountable. Mm. I want to know enough to hold my agency accountable. And I thought that was a really smart thing to do. You know, with yeah. just a short course, you can go, okay, now I know the templates, I know the structure, I know what's what. Now when I hire a copywriter or an SEO or a graphic designer, any kind of freelancer in that sort of advertising sector, you can say, you know, you can ask them some pertinent pointed questions that show that you know what you're talking about and you can assess the copy more effectively. So there's that kind of group. And I think it's just a basic skill. If you're going to be owning a company, you've got to understand how marketing works. Mm. Um, the other group would be people who are internal comms people, internal internal communications, where they work for a bank, mm. you know, an NDIS, um, you know, any kind of organisation where they may be in a marketing sales role. And they need to write emails, they need to do the odd flyer, the odd newsletter, maybe an event flyer. You know, just having a few skills up your sleeve can make that process so much quicker and easier. Mm. For people who are listening who are at the start of their journey, what would be, say, like your top five tips for them? What must they do, do you think? Well, they could enrol in a course, couldn't they? Well, there's that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I kind of mean that joking, but facetious, uh, but yeah, seriously at the same time, because you know what does it, a course does? It it focuses your mind. You know, you go, you know, I've got to turn up. I paid my money. So it focuses you and it, it kind of commits you to learning. And then you've got momentum and now you know what to look for. So, you know, that would be one thing, even though it seems a little bit self-serving, but I actually mean it because when I want to learn something, I don't want to go online and cobble it together. I want to go and just do it, you know, have it curated for me so that's kind of point one number two is believe you know actually go out and and talk about it because someone's going to hold you to account they might say well what is it that's a different story they don't say I don't think you are you know prove it you know they're not going to challenge you and then maybe start writing content for yourself or someone close to you who's friendly who just wants you know some copy without there being a lot of pressure uh, that business card I mentioned, I think that's really important. For, for the sake of $20, it could turn into a $2,000 job instantly. Because I've had a lot of students who, you know, might put in a bit of work and, and, and they're not getting any results. And yet that next conversation, it turns on a dime and suddenly the work flows in. So you've got to have a little bit of a perspective. Um, I'd also say don't wait for all your ducks to be in a row before you begin because uh, again another sort of cohort of copywriters are very planned and and meticulous and they like to know what they're doing and yet the reality with most freelance occupations or any kind of creative endeavor is you can only see about three steps ahead and I use the analogy of a torch you know you're shining a torch and you can see three steps and just take those two steps and then the light will shine again on a further three steps and it might take a detour But if you're waiting for this light to illuminate the entire pathway before you begin, it's not going to happen and you're going to miss opportunities. So I say just shine the torch, three steps, and then you'll get the next three steps when you've taken a step. 
That's great advice. I think that's fantastic. Now, I think that um, there are so many people who are, you know, they do um, the courses at the Australian Writers Centre that you teach, and they often wonder about the next step because they've learnt the skills in copywriting. So they've learnt the technical aspect. But as you've touched on so many points, there's a little bit more to it in terms of confidence, in terms of um, just approaching people and stuff like that. And I know that one of the things um, that I'm really excited about is something that we're co-creating called the Copy Club. Can you tell listeners what the Copy Club is about? Hmm. Yeah, the copy club is for new copywriters who are dipping their toe in the water, who, you know, not quite sure, just want to explore it a little bit. It's also for people who've maybe done a course who just want to keep the momentum going. And also for experienced copywriters who just want to have a community, some sounding boards, some feedback, some, you know, some guidelines as to what they might need to do next. And what it is, it's a monthly community whereby you can dip in. And there's basically what we call rooms. You know, you've got the motivation room, you've got the mindset room marketing sales networking productivity the craft and if you delve into each one of those rooms you'll find resources like videos and templates and checklists and scripts that absolutely answer a lot of the questions you might have about that question and in addition you'll be having ask me anything you know where we we turn up live and you can ask me literally anything about you know, what that topic might be of the day. So it's really a resource. It's a community. It's a place to go when you want some momentum. You want mm-hmm. to keep those that joy alive. Or maybe the reverse is you're a bit jaded, you know, and you're thinking, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to give this up. I can't, I can't do it. And it's like, well, just come in, ask a couple of questions, see what other people are doing. You'll get some ideas. You'll get some inspiration and you'll sort of be buoyed up. It's kind of like, you know, you've got to fill up the, the gas tank every now and then you get a bit depleted. So it's a very cost effective, very affordable way just to keep your hand in and to meet some new people. Uh, if people want to find out more to become a member of the Copy Club, just go to copyclub.com.au. Um, we have so much in store for you. Well, really, Bernadette, I know because I've I've heard quite a bit of the planning, uh, has so much in store for you with this podcast. And as I've mentioned, so many interesting guests and so many tips. And um, and I know that Bernadette is really great at unpacking particular topics. Um, and whether that's on pricing, whether that's on practically speaking, how do you actually go and network and get clients? <laughs> um, she is a font of information. So I'm really, really excited. Are there any other hints you can give us about what's in store, Bernadette? Well, I think what people are also looking for is work experience, you know, that oh, opportunity yeah. to really work with real people. Because until you put that rubber to the road and you actually face a client, in that uncertainty and that bumbling, you know, you you don't solidify your process. So I'm really excited to be able to bring those kind of work experience opportunities to the group. Brilliant. So excited. On that note, can't wait for the rest of the series to roll out. Um, Bring on episode two. Thank you so much for your time today, Bernadette. Thank you, Valerie. I look forward to it. There's a podcast for everything, isn't there? And now there's a podcast for copywriting and not just the glamorous, high-end, conceptual kind of copy, which we will definitely be covering, but the real nuts and bolts of copywriting, the minutiae of how to write it for all mediums, for all levels of experience. Because quite honestly, this kind of nuts and bolts copywriting makes up 90% of a freelance copywriter's work. In addition, we'll be covering the nuts and bolts of how to build a copywriting business from the ground up. 
Now, I've spent 30 years working in all aspects of marketing, advertising and copywriting, from the big ad agencies with unlimited budgets right through to the small businesses working off the smell of an oily rag and everything in between. I'm here to share all that knowledge with you via this podcast, via our copywriting club, and through the courses we run at writercenter.com.au and copyschool.com. I'll leave you with my tip of the day. If you really want to see if your copy is working, read it out loud. I'm Bernadette Schwert. Thank you for listening. All the best. Take care and bye-bye.